Welcome, everybody. Share number 674. We're learning today, Le'ilu Nishmas Moisha Dovi Beber Baranzis and Le'ilu Nishmas Blima Basra Moisha. Okay, getting back to our malacha of Matir untying knots. So I just wanted to mention, Bezrus Hashem, uh, Matir is a very short malacha, as we could understand. Most of the shilas we did go through in kosher tying. Um, there are a few things here and there in reference to untying, but um, I just wanted to mention, once we're done with Matir, we want to continue with Triangle Full Blast with Korea tearing because of the fact that it's extremely um, important malacha and it applies a lot on Shabbos. And there are various, and there are quite a few, uh, quite a number of shilas. And after the after we finish Korea, Bezra Sashem, and we'll try and move on to the Malach of Bona building. Because what I'd like to do is to, to try and concentrate, it, since there are quite a number of Shilas and it gets a little bit complicated here and there, we have been going alternately for quite quite a while. Um, just re- recently we finished Taifer sewing and we're in the middle of Korea um, tearing. Uh, we also did Kaisher, like we said, um, tying knots, and now we're doing matter opening knots, we're doing it alternately, so we'll try and get back to a little bit, it's concentrating a little bit stronger on one malach at a time, thereby making it a little bit easier, because we, it gets a little bit uh, too intense when we're going back and forth with a couple of various different malachas, so we'll try and stick to one malacha and get into it from there, and then move on to the next, like this, we make sure we have each malacha one at a time down pat and nice and solid. And also, as we as we all know, we always try and cover as many various different um, practical applications and shilas that do come up on a uh, standard shops. Okay, so just trying to finish off the malacha of matir opening knots. There's one type of knot that also would be allowed to be open, which I do want to mention. And the the question comes up sometimes. We don't have it today. I didn't get into it too much till now uh, because of the fact we really don't have it too much today. By the old Sefer Torahs years ago, I remember myself as a kid, they used to to be like a sash, like a, you know, like a a, a thicker string, a sash type of a thing. But but when the person who went galila, meaning rolling up the Sefer Torah, one person goes hug, but lifting it up. Then one person goes galila, as we know, and they tie, they had to tie the, um, they had to tie the Sefer Torah uh, closed. So there was various different ways back and forth halachically how to do it because of the fact that so 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 it's one thing like this. If you're doing it by shacharis, if one goes galila and they roll up the sefer Torah, right, and then they tie the sefer Torah by shacharis and they're going to reuse that same sefer Torah by mincha. So as we've learned in the past, one could very simply make a intertwining of the string, that single knot, and then they make a bow up on top. It's less than 24 hours, less than 24 hours because in fact they're going to use it by mincha. Um, but the problem came up a little bit, comes up sometimes the fact that they're going to now leave it for the whole week, let's say by, by uh, Mincha, the person goes Hagba, and then they're going to leave it till the next week. So that's already more than seven days, more than 24 hours, more than seven days. So that becomes a little bit problematic. But nowadays, in general, um, we do have, uh, we, we, in most, most shuls, as far as I know, most shuls do have like a, uh, either they have a Velcro, which is not a problem. They have the sash, the little belt that goes around the Sefer Torah to close it. It's very simply a Velcro, either a Velcro or hooks. So <clears throat> as we've learned in the past, using a simple Velcro to close the, close the belt, 
is perfectly fine because of the fact that the Velcro is made to open and close. If, if a shul has hooks, that's also not a problem. A hook, obviously, is like a button that's made to open and close all the time on a constant basis. So even though the Velcro belt that's around the Sefer Torah or the hook, the belt with the hooks, the sash with the hooks will be there for more than 24 hours or even more than a week. So that's perfectly fine because of the fact that we understand these are things that are made to open and close on a constant basis. It's just like a door in a window. It's Derech Tashmisha. The fact that one opens up, opens up a door doesn't mean that they're breaking the house. They're not oversizing. When they close the door, they're not building the house. It, this is part of Derech Tashmishai. It's part of the usage. So the same thing would be by Velcro and hooks and so on. If a shul happens to have buttons, it's even the, it's all the same thing, basically. Okay. But but now, just um, to go through real quickly, I, I do want to just uh, put it out there, the fact that and there is such a concept, brings down the, um, it's actually brought in the Shulchan Aruch, Mishabur brings, talks about it a little bit, um, but the Sefer uh, Shabbos Home, just to go through the Indian real quickly, that it would be allowed, it is taka permitted to undo a rabbinically a, a uh, rabbinically prohibited knot. In other words, a knot that is also midrabbanon, when the existence of the knot precludes the performance of a mitzvah. For example, as we've been talking about, the case of our Sefer Torah. If a Sefer Torah that was removed from the... Um, Sefer Torah that, that was removed from, from the Aron Kodesh, from the Ark, where the Torah stays, of course, uh, for of course for the laning, for the reading of the Torah, has been tied up with a double knot. Oh, so now again, <clears throat> so if that, if the Sefer Torah in those days, like or somebody who still adds a sash or, or a... Um, uh, a thicker string around the Sifri Torah. So if that was Hakatai in the double knot, or with a knot and a bow, like we've been talking about, a knot and a bow that was left in place for more than one week, more than 24 hours, more than one week, in, in, in which case, all cases, it's uh, running into a problem to tie such a knot and to open such a knot with such an intention, then but in our case, it would be allowed to undo the knot to allow the Torah reading because of the fact of a mitzvah. However, he does bring down the, the Sefer Shabbos home that even when a knot stands in the way of one's performance of a mitzvah, one should not tie, one should not untie our our malach, of course, matir. One should not untie it if the difficulty can be circumvented by other means. For example, our case, which we've spoken about the last couple of shiurim, if a challah that is needed for shab for a Shabbos meal that is in a bag whose top is tied, like we said, the top of the bag is gathered together and tied into a tight single knot, um, and it's tied up in a it, which would be usher midrabbanon to make and to open. So then one should not undo the knot but rather to tear the bag in a destructive fashion, like we've spoken about tearing that bag in a destructive fashion, as long as one is careful not to tear the lettering on the bag. He brings out also pictures. If there are, um, if there are words or pictures printed on the bag, one should be careful not to tear them. Words or pictures, either way, uh, would be running into a problem, so one should try and circumvent that, you know, or if it's a clear bag or the back of the bag, many times it, there's no wording, no pictures at all, so to tear the bag in a destructive manner, manner um, as opposed to opening up the knot, even though one might say it's for a mitzvah, I need the challah, I need for lecha mishnah, okay, very good, but if you could get around it some way, by the case of the Safer Torah, you can't really get around it. You can't slip it off because of the fact of the top, it's thicker and it's just not possible to get off. But by a bag where there's chalas, you just tear the bag where there's no wording and no pictures, and that's the easy way to do it as opposed to coming into the heter of uh, opening the knots for a mitzvah. Now, I do just have to say, Lemaisa, the Sefer Lamates Malachas, does bring down that in reference to tying that sash around the Sefer Torah. 
uh, they used to be done or might still, still be done in some shuls, that some place can permit tying the sash with a bow knot, like we know, the intertwining and then the bow, uh, because of the fact that it's for a mitzvah purpose, um, even though it's going to last the, for a lo- longer than 24 hours, possibly even over a week. But Lamaisa, some place can, again, they permit the sash and, uh, to be tied with a bow knot, like we know, um, because the tying is for a mitzvah purpose. Honoring and caring for the Torah, obviously. Uh, therefore, Chazal did not impose certain restri- 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 restrictions, as we saw, brought down talking the Shulchan Aruch, the case of mitzvah. It seems that the custom is to follow the lenient uh, ruling in this matter. Lamaisi does bring that down. Um, he brings a Kseisa Shulchan. Um, he brings also the Shmir Shabbos Kehil Chasad that B'Shem Reb Shlomo Zalman Zeh Chasadik Levracha Shaminik Lahakol Velasis Aniva Gabi Kasher that the Minig is taka to be makel and to make a uh, bow on top of a knot. Acharei Kriyas Atayra Feel B'Shabbos Lemincha even if though it might be after Shabbos Mincha. Again, this is all in conjunction because of mitzvah. So we see. The Maisa, just to end off, he does bring down, however, other places can forbid tying the sash with a lasting bow knot more than 24 hours, more than seven days, uh, even though <clears throat> this is being done for a mitzvah purpose. It's therefore advisable not to tie the sash around the Sefer Torah after Mincha. Again, if it's Shacharis going to Mincha, so it's less than 24 hours, that's fine. But once it's Mincha, after the Mincha reading, so but rather to wrap the sash around the, uh, around the Sefer Torah, then just tuck it in at the ends and, and that'll hold it and so on. Then there's Taka the Ashkenazic Minig um, and so on. Okay, we're not going to get into the whole thing right now, but be it as it may, we do see there is a concept of uh, mitzvah as far as opening um, not so but it's not something that should be used, as we saw brought down in the um, <clears throat> Sefer Shabbos home. If one has a way of circumventing it, like we said, to tear the bag or the like, one should preferably do that, tearing the bag. When it comes to a Sefer Torah, so obviously Kavada Torah um, is a much stronger thing, and there's, it's not, there's no real way to get out of it many times. One is not going to take another Sefer Torah, it's a whole, uh, becomes a problematic issue, so therefore we fall back sometimes, and we do rely on these Torah, in reference to mitzvah, when it comes to Sefer Torah. But in general, we try not to rely on the fact that one could open just for a mitzvah um, on Shabbos and not as long as they could circumvent around the case like we saw the case of the challah, cookies or so on, even though it's covered Shabbos or unik Shabbos or the like, preferably to tear the bag um, and not to come on to the fact that because it's for a mitzvah, I'll go ahead and open up the knot. It's only over there by Sefer Torah where we're more, a little bit the cut, the, the, the minig is taka to be a little bit more makel um, in certain circumstances, but again, I just wanted to bring it down. Lamaisa, most of our Sifrei Torah today do have the uh, sash that does have the Velcro in fact, the Sefer Lam Tesbalachas, which was, was, was written quite a number of years now, uh, 18 years, 19 years, whatever, 20 years ago, Hitaka brings down that even by him, that many of the newer Sifre Torah, which is back then and today for sure, um, have an elastic band held together with, uh, with metal clips, with a clasp, clasps or the like. Um, they have Velcro, and that holds the Sefer Torah sec- securely, and these offer an excellent um, practical solution to this uh, particular, particular problem, as no kind of time is required for the use. And the that's why they taka, I would assume, that's why the shuls in general, Klali Sroll started using the sash around the Sefer Torah with the Velcro, with the clips, um, with the clasps and the like to circumvent this issue of tying knots on Shabbos and thereby having to rely on certain heterim. Okay, thank you for listening. That's Lachem Baruch, a cult of